Welcome to Public Showering, created by me, Sophie Duncan. This is the only podcast designed specifically for pole artists, aerialists, and movers of all kinds who want to learn how to build amazing choreography, tell your stories, and be the best performer you can be. Part of my Sadasi creative coaching system, I'll help you unlock your full fierce and creative selves using professional dance, theater, choreography, and circus tools, plus a hint of real life backstage stories and some simple confidence boosting skills. Okay, good afternoon, good morning, or wherever you are in the world, and welcome to Public Showering Podcast, another incredible round of the comp series. And today I have one of the most incredible women in the world, possibly one of the only people that I think has the biggest vision of pole in its entirety. Her name is Stacey. Hello, my darling. How are you, Stacey Snedden? Hi, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good intro. Thanks for that. <laughs> Well, you know that I'm trying to. Uh, what's that? What is it? Say, so cut your teeth when you're trying to when you learn a new thing. Cut your teeth. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I might just be, I might just take oh. crap now. No, when I'm, I'm trying to get into the world of, of comparing, so I'd like to imagine that I could give you a good intro. <laughs> Well, that was a good intro. Thanks for that. Yeah, you're very, very welcome. So where where are you in the world right now, apart from behind this mic? I am currently sitting at home in my office, okay. um, trying to tell my children to be quiet because they're being noisy because they've just finished school. Um, so apologies. Bless them. No, I love it when you hear a little bit of background. Like my dog is not here today with me, but normally I get a dog occasionally barking and some babies in the background from across the street. So all good. <laughs> It's all fine. Oh yeah. Also, I've met your your boys. They, I think they are some of the best cheerleaders for Paul that I've ever met, and your husband as well. Like I see them basically every comp. Like the Sneddons are basically like family Paul. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, they they're very good. Bless them. They they've been brought up around Paul, so pole competitions and. Yeah, and just just general chaos of what is a pole, the pole world. So they're they're very good, actually. They're very good. I'm very lucky to have them. Um, bless them. They're lovely. They're they're cheeky chappies, but they're very they're very polite. Every time I've ever met them. Yeah, good. I'm pleased. I wish they'd be in trouble. <laughs> Can you? I'm just trying to imagine. Like, when was the first con that they ever went to? Actually, can you even remember? Like, baby zero. Yes. So Jacob would have been about eight months. <gasps> He's fourteen now. So it would have been baby, baby. Wow. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Have they ever asked any sort of entertaining questions? Because I'm, I'm trying to think, like, even the way I got into the poll at the age of, well, I started poll at 27, and it was, like, really, like, oh, my God, that's a thing, and that's a thing. Have they ever asked any really behind-the-scenes, like, Mom, what is... <laughs> well, that that's come up a little bit more now. Now they're becoming teenagers. It's starting <laughs> to come up now. So when they were younger, you know, it's a, they're oblivious to it. They're just yeah. used to loads of, you know, gorgeous men and women <laughs> hanging around them, getting changed, chatting away. You know, it was just it was just the world we're in. Um, but now as they're getting a bit older, my oldest is a bit like, oh, oh, mum, what about this? You know, and so they will ask, but they're still really cool. They're very what we always wanted them for them to be was respectful boys, you know, that yeah. it didn't matter what you wore, how you looked, what you did, you still need to be polite, respectful, yeah, you know, all that kind of thing. So, and I, I hope we've done that with them. So the poll world certainly helped being so open has been good for them. So, yeah. I can, I'm trying to imagine them as their mates. Like, I bet, I bet some of them think, oh, it must be right good going to all these competitions. And they're just like, well, you know, it's just, just the girls doing their things really. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> 
we, I actually had a bit of a strange one. We had uh, a, a young person mm. um, who was quite mean to my oldest and um, saying, oh, your mum's this, your mum's that. Yeah. And actually the, the lads, his friends were like, oh, behave. She's just a, she's just a pole dancer. Come on, don't be so stupid. And they all stuck up for me. It was really cute. I was like, oh, thanks, boys. Yes, <laughs> that's what we need in the um, world. Yes. Right? So I was really happy with that. So they don't care, though. When someone mean says something, they're like, whatever. You're no, just they've, they've really been brought up in a really fantastic world. Like, I feel like the respect <laughs> those boys are going to have for, for everyone, actually, is like, it's fantastic. So I can release that jealous of like the, um, whenever I'm in a circus something and I see like circus babies and they're all doing acrobatics at the age of nothing. And I'm like, oh, God. So cool. Super cool. <laughs> right. All right. Well, we'll leave the family for a hot second. So <laughs> I want to know, Everything about you in the grand total of 90 seconds. I did this to Jacob and he nearly had a meltdown. It was fantastic though. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, do you reckon you can do Ah, okay. Uh, no, I'll I, give, I'm going to give I you an actual time. Whilst I set up my, my phone, which is on this, and I promise, I know you can't see it, but I promise, I promise that I'm not going to cheat. So you've got about <laughs> three seconds to think about your entire life. Do you reckon you, do you, reckon you can do that? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. All right, fabulous. And don't worry, you already told me that you and Jade are incredibly competitive, so I'm going to ask you the same as well in advance. <laughs> so uh, we'll see who who wins. Oh, Jade and Stacey. But okay. <laughs> Jade always gets her own way. It's fine. Did you? <laughs> really? Hmm. Interesting. She's like my little sister. She's like my little sister. So. <laughs> oh really? How how long have you guys known each other for actually? Oh wow! So Jade competed at one of the first pole theaters, and that's where I met her. Wow. Um, okay. And so we'd known each we've known each other for years, but we didn't actually get close until the beginning of the pandemic. And it was actually oh. the pandemic that brought us really close together. And now we're just inseparable. We're always together. So yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> lovely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, all right. We'll we'll touch on that later. Right. Yeah. Okie dokie then. For all the boys and girls out there, are you ready, Stacey, for your entire life story in ninety seconds? Ready? Oh, okay. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Um, okay, so I have been, I didn't do any sports, didn't really do dance, liked, liked a little bit of dance, partied a lot when I was younger, then found pole, uh, started polling in about 2003, 2004, um, because a family member was doing it and opened a studio, and I met Clive from Expole, who I then started working with in 2004, and literally the rest is history. No so from way. running comps to running, working at Expole to working at Expert to owning my own studio. Yeah. Life has been pole for the last 17, 18 years. And that's wow. all I know. <laughs> You've actually managed to do it in 40 seconds. You've got like a whole minute See? to keep telling me things. Boom. Come on. You can do more. <laughs> what else? Your um, first comp. Mm. My first comp uh, that I organised. Yes. Was I think like I helped the person organized something called pole princess which i think was in 2006 if i mm. remember rightly but my first one was with um, an ex-business partner and that was ucap which was the uk amateur pole performer which was one of the biggest amateur comps amazing so yeah and it's and i was the first person to bring pole theater uk here so and that was in 2014 so that's very proud i was very proud of that wow but yeah that's that's it really i'm boring i'm just pole sorry <laughs> That's that. you still you still like 10 seconds to spare honestly oh my god goodness <laughs> me yeah your life is so okay like i 
I don't know you other than basically being being that really because of being like the first person I ever saw for Paul Theatre UK 2019 which is the first one I ever did so yeah, yeah. I was like yeah Stacey must be Paul but I was like there must be other things she does but turns out you don't so <laughs> I mean I, I, I not really I love aerial yoga love oh, aerial yoga it's I've actually been a teacher for about 10 years now so I, that's one of my passions and I actually re, I'm actually a, a, not actually a florist I actually took a floristry course so no. I really like floristry random I know <laughs> <laughs> that's lovely how, how what was that so that was that pre or post lockdown because that sounds like a very post lockdown activity no, I, I did it to do my own flower my wedding flowers so that was 13 oh, years ago wow oh that oh, that's so lovely but mostly but mostly Paul. wait so wait so who's your family friend then that actually did Paul? because i mean looking at those dates like 2003 is already incredible and i'm trying to think what who is this prehistoric person that did <laughs> Paul by to that moment <laughs> um so actually it's uh, uh i learned through katie coates she was my first pole instructor okay um she is actually a family member as well which not many people know um sadly we we you know, we don't really talk anymore, so which is very sad, but oh, it happens yeah. as, you know, families. Uh, but yes, it was through Katie that I started pole and um, met Clive. So, you know, I have a lot to thank her for. So because she was the person that started my pole journey, shall we say. I love that. I love that word, that the pole journey. I also love yeah, that the basically the creator of X-Pole is called Clive. I just find that really <laughs> funny to me. I'm like, Cl- Clive is not that. Clive is like the gardener you know or, <laughs> or like the mechanic that lives up the road like <laughs> he he do you know what Clive is an incredible man he is I have a you know obviously I've worked for him for years now so I have a lot of um a lot of love for him but um he has an amazing mind so he develops everything he wow he's he's a great engineer he's a great businessman and he's, he's a really good boss to be fair like we're, I'm very lucky to have kind of I, I met him actually at erotica which is no yeah so <laughs> when when Katie was working and Clive had a stand and um yeah and I went to go and see them all and I was like oh hi and he was like oh yeah you know and we kind of a year down the line I started working for them so it's just no really way. random how, yeah I literally just fell into it it wasn't like a chosen career path it just happened I think I was just the right person at the right time in the right place well, because now I, it's like synonymous. I, I literally can't imagine X poll without you. It's like in my, I honestly thought until, well, probably until now, actually, that you were one of the, the founding mothers of it, essentially, because <laughs> I, I can't not imagine you in it. You know, <laughs> it makes sense. Well, I was the first person to work for them properly. Um, ah. But we've got, so that's, I think that's why people think that. But um, no, my, my MD Clive is great. And we, there is a great, we have a really good team at X poll. We're very lucky. We have a, you know, we have a great tech team, a great sales team, and everyone's. We, I always laugh, and we always call each other like the dysfunctional family because we, you know, we're like brothers and sisters in there. So it's really funny. You know, we'll we'll like disagree and then agree and be like, yeah, that's great. And then it's it's really funny. It's it's a good place to work. So yeah, I'm very lucky. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> Can I ask them what what were you doing prior to this moment then? Because it literally seems like like I'd, I'm not going to ask your age, but twenty something years ago, poll happened, and then there was I'm guessing some life before that. <laughs> um. I was selling marketing space. No, that is the hardest job in the world. Yeah, I've always been very sales orientated. So I did marketing um, 
I sold marketing uh, spaces and then before like advertising. And then before that, I was a travel agent. And that's it. I love that. <laughs> I love that for you. Wow. Wait, what? Please tell me who you who, who you're selling holidays for. Can it please be like the Caribbean or something fabulous? Uh, it was it it was um, it was always Florida holidays. Yes. So Come really, on, Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was like Florida and America holidays and stuff. But uh, that was years ago. I mean, God, a lot I can't imagine. Does anyone go to travel agents anymore? Is that even a thing? Oh, I don't know. I think it's all online now, isn't it? I do everything through Expedia. <laughs> I was going to say, everyone loves a bargain. Like, we're, we're yeah. not here for... I did miss... I vaguely remember, like, when we used to go... Was it, like, Britannia or something? Or some someone holidays? And, like, I would go into the shop with my mom holding her hand and I would take every single magazine. I would choose all the things just based on how pretty the pool looked. That was all... That was my job <laughs> at the age of four. It's, it's like the Argos catalogue at Christmas, right? Yes! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to get an Argo, Argos catalogue. I've just got my new flat and I just... I have... There's nothing in it apart from like a bit of old furniture so I want an Argos catalogue because I feel like yeah. you, you finally got a home when you have an Argos catalogue in it right <laughs> and then <laughs> so, so, followed by centre parks afterwards <laughs> uh, yeah yeah no I, it, I like I say with pole I didn't when I started doing pole I'd never done any exercise really I was I've always been a bit of bigger girl I like to party you know I was I was I was young I was only like 22 23 um so when I kind of found pole I was like oh this is like really cool and then when I started watching people in like different comps and we'd go Mm. different places I'd be like oh like especially um I think we spoke the other day about like one of my earliest comps which was and I found out was actually I remember seeing Genevieve Moody in Miss Pole Queen and she's I I messaged her because I was like I can't remember the name of the comp so it was called Miss Pole Queen and I just remember looking at her going, oh, she's just glorious, like, beautiful. I want to do that, you know. Um, and so, yeah, after about six months, we started teaching because that's what we did back then. Yes. And then- that sounds, that's terrifying, of, isn't it, somehow? Like, I said exactly I the same to Jacob, like, because when it, he was telling him his life story and he was saying, like, yeah, so, you know, I started Paul. I, I know he'd been a dancer before that, so there's at least some technique. But, like, to, yeah. to imagine from zero to six months, you then become an instructor is it's wild in my mind terrifying and some of the things we used to do back then I mean <laughs> oh my gosh I I think this is why I'm such a safety crazy person now because I'm like oh no please don't do that I've done that before and it's not good um oh God. but what we you know but we didn't know any different back then we had no I always say to my students you guys are so lucky that you have people that have learned from people that have got so much experience because yes. we've done it. We've been there with, you know, we, we've ripped we've our rotator cloths. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone's done a rotator. Let's be honest. Oh, um, God. The knees have popped out. And, and it's it, that I think that's why polls develop so much now, because, you know, yeah. you have got people that are training hard and you're doing this. We're back back in the day where you're like, ah. Oh, Chuck what it. this shape will look like <laughs> yeah like do you i mean I, I really want to talk about this because to me i i am such a baby and i still think i'm such a baby like the fact that i've been invited to the elite um pole championship t- to me is honestly like oh my god i've made it to the olympics that's honestly how i feel <laughs> <laughs> because do you mean i've only been doing pole for a short amount of time it was literally 2017 i started with lorna walker at least more like 
solidly. Before that, I trained with Vary Anderson um, purely yeah. because I lived in Macau and her husband worked with me in one of the shows. And actually, when I did it with Vary, I liked it and I liked her, but I didn't like pole enough. I had no idea that this whole world of pole even existed, like, you know, this huge universe of it. And it wasn't until sort of the second round that I made an effort that I then like learn all this stuff so literally every time i arrive at a competition i I still don't know who everyone is i still like i'm still wondering what like half the rules are is it okay if i do this am i going to get told off for this la 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 and i just it's madness to me that i feel like you know when everyone talks about like the history of humans and like we're that little blip in the end that's how i feel like when, when i come to pole but like i feel like you're the one that like can see this incredible expanse like did you even, apart from your, your family friend, um, so Katie, like, did you know anyone else that was actually even doing pole, like, back back in back in the day, in the early 2000s? No, when, well, we did, yes, but we only met them through going to different places. So one of the first comps that we, one of the other comps that we went to was actually in a strip club, which was great. And then that's where I met Deb Riley, ah. Donna Gamm, um, Misty. Um, so there's quite a few of like the old schoolers and uh, it's where I fell in love with Deb Riley I adore absolutely adore that woman um, <laughs> she's she's still exactly the same Deb Riley of what I when I remember her as being 20 so oh wow <laughs> um, she's so, she's gorgeous but um and that I mean that competition was hilarious because it was the judges were all um drag no and there was a if I remember it was a someone who was dressed up as Cher, and they were the judge. <laughs> and then it was the one of the girls that actually, um, like, was one of the main girls in that club won. So no one had a chance anyway. We all knew it was going to win. No way. And but you just accepted it back then, which is not okay. Don't get me wrong; it's not <laughs> okay. But it, it was just the thing like, oh, polls really new. You know that this is what it is. Um, and I think that's why mainstream started. I think that's why a lot of people started bringing out their own like Miss Pole Dance came about and then you know we did a competition and then we brought up UCAP and it, it I just think it's the evolution of stuff isn't it but you know you've got to give credit to the to, to the strip clubs and the strippers because absolutely at the end of the day, for, for me especially that's where pole comes from and that's where who I learned from so yeah I try and it's really hard because you see this progression you want to still pay homage to who invented it yeah but you also know that it has to progress for unfortunately for people to see it as well so it's it's a difficult situation isn't it with when it comes to this so it is I feel like the only thing I can really compare it to which I feel like the world could understand is a little bit like RuPaul's Drag Race because you know drag obviously for many many reasons was like super underground for you know hundreds of years like literally hundreds well a couple of hundreds of years like and I feel like Paul is somehow doing the same. It is like this still seedy, misunderstood thingy that like people have been kind of trying to drag it up. Like I'm expecting one day there be a TV show that's actually like this Paul something of something because like, you know, drag drag is underground, Paul is underground, drag just got to the TV faster. Like have, do you, could you imagine that? Like, are you already doing something for that? Because I feel like you would be. If there's anyone that's going to start a TV show that was, I don't know, the world's greatest polar. I don't, I don't, what, what would it be called? It would be so cool though, wouldn't it? Um, what would be called? No, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Couldn't call know. it drag race. Paul race. No. Pole. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that after. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I I think that um, I think that 
I always worry about this and worry about like how quick the pole world can expand. And it's amazing. As soon as pole is on TV or it's in a commercial setting, mm. it's awesome for us. It's great for our industry and with everything, with the competitions, with, with the classes and everything else. Yeah. Um, but with that brings more stigma. And, um. you know, it's I remember when we did um, one of our first um, pole theatre juniors competitions and we got a group of amazing little kids and they were like eight or nine and they did a big show for us. They did a big opening and one of the TV programs got hold of them. Uh, I think it was this morning, Britain, and they went on the show and the grief we got, apparently I was seriously. You know, yeah. And they were just wearing shorts and just like a little tied top. And, you know, we were, Oh, they were saying just vile things. And that was for me, the point where I was like, you guys aren't ready for us. <laughs> like you don't You're deserve us. Right. <laughs> No way. Okay, I need to research that. I had no idea that it even happened. So what do you reckon then really are like the, the biggest, biggest differences really? When you think back to when you really started, so 2003 you started. And actually, one of the biggest major differences I can think about right now is that one of the comps is called Pole Princess. Because let's talk about the boys. I'm sure <laughs> there's a few boys that were well up for Pole Princess. But can you even imagine a comp being really called that anymore? Because that would be bizarre <laughs> in my <No>. head now <laughs> I mean there wasn't really any there wasn't really any guys doing it when you know back in the day mm. um, not that I knew of so all we knew was kind of the girls doing it um, which is why you know the like when Dan Rosen and Sam King mm. came about it was it was great it was great because there was more guys and that came into the comp so um, when we did UCAP, we were like, anyone can enter, you know, whether you're, no matter what you are, you know, you're more than welcome to enter. Um, and then we, there used to be lots of different rules as well. I remember a comp um, saying that you had to cover your gluteus crease um, and that they would come and check your costumes. Um, so I know that when we created UCAP and when we created these comps, we wanted it to be so you had freedom of expression. Right. And that you could go out and do what you wanted. Um, yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, because I mean, what's what's the biggest thing between? Because like, what what I'm thinking of in my head right now is obviously like it. Like you mentioned before, we still have to really think about where pole came from. Like, and, and I, I do really feel there's quite a lot of people that somehow don't really, it's not that they don't respect it. It's just that they somehow don't really know the history of pole in a way. And I'm, and I'm honestly still learning, but like, do you like, have you ever met anyone that's actually confidently used the hashtag not a stripper? Cause that to me is one of the most bizarre derogatory things that anyone that goes to a pole could possibly ever do. And I find that, very strange <laughs> i i have and actually our industry has gone through a really uh, uh, i always kind of tell the guys it's, it's it's like a massive wave so when we first started it was you know we obviously learned from the strippers and it was amazing and that's why i wanted to get into it because i wanted to be super sexy i wanted to do you know have this confidence yeah and then all of a sudden it went into fitness which i think is what when, what was needed originally for the industry for it to get bigger and yeah grow. sure um and then it kind of started to become to the point where it was like well you can't wear heels and you can't show your bum and you know <laughs> that was where i was like whoa hold on here guys <laughs> i quite like showing my butt and i like wearing heels um 
I was always look, I loved uh, Miss Pole Dance Australia. That for me was like the pinnacle where they just didn't care. You know, Felix came doing a spatch copy, like oh god, size heels she was doing. Do you know what that I mean? Like, movement. Oh, I met her. The first comp I ever did was Pole Idol in in Hong Kong, and that was like I guess the and it was actually at a sexpo as well. Which again, in my mind, I was like, well, of course a pole comp would be a sexpo. Where would it be anywhere yeah. else? Um, and Felix was was one of the judges, and I knew about Felix just because of um, from Soda Soleil, but I'd never met her. I just was aware of her her legs are the most incredible things i've ever seen on this planet <laughs> they go so backwards that is flat flat as a pancake it is whoa she's amazing <laughs> and then you'd meet people like shimmy and maddie and all these odds that were like just owning owning this gorgeous heels beautiful oh, yes. athletic amazing pole and then kind of in the uk we were going very fitness very sport and it was it was i felt personally it was becoming quite clinical and that's not why i got into pole i didn't want that to happen so you know i've always been very much about like i say i love exotic generation i love dance filthy you filthy amateur all those kind of comps because yeah. you can kind of express yourself um, and we've all got a naughty side to us. You may be artistic, but <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Everyone's got a naughty side. Um, so I just think it was not not washed out, but I think no. people were trying to make it too clinical. And that's not the point of it. And that's not where it came from. No. And I think that's where the disrespect had come from in the fact that, you know, you <laughs> I was going to swear then, but I just realised where I was. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you just, you just, you can't do it. You still have to respect where it comes from, whether it was from strippers or fitness or whatever. Do your history, research your history. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's respect in anything. You need to look into your history. And yes, you've probably only known in the studio or fitness or sport, but it comes from so much more than that. And this is why Pole's so amazing and why the comp scene's so amazing because it just has this plethora of this awesomeness of someone could do this crazy flips to then all of a sudden do this amazing kick and this central move to... Oh, my God. Do, do you know what I mean? It's just so... There's so much to it and that's what's so glorious about the industry, I think, anyway. <laughs> I 100% I, I agree with you. I mean, like, I... Like, trying to bring it back to, like, the comp thing. So, like, if anyone's out there listening and you are thinking of doing a competition Sorry. for the first time... <laughs> what, are, you, are you clean up? What are you doing? Um... <laughs> um but yeah, if you you know if you're thinking about to do comp, like there's so many options you can do, and the thing like for me, like obviously I did what I thought would be the strongest thing. Like I come from theatre, so of course I wanted to do art. But like I have been saying this forever now. Like I desperately want to do like start training some heels technique and start. I, I will 100% do one exotic comp at least once because I find it fascinating. I really have a lot of time for it. Like, what would your sort of and it's not really advice like you know if, if you're if we're talking to someone right now that has never done a comp before like what would be your sort of because the way you just spoke about Paul was just so passionate and just so warm like what would you say to someone like you know if someone said okay I, I might I might do something what would be your best sort of like okay here's your first steps to things to think about that isn't necessarily you need to train all day and do this like from your sort of warm you know, you started from somewhere and we'll get to your first ever comp ever <laughs> in a minute. But yeah, what's your sort of like, okay, so this is your, this is what we can start doing then. Um, I, the first thing I would do is go and watch a comp, go and be yes. inspired. You know, inspiration is, is the most important thing. So go and be inspired. Um, then talk to other people that have competed 
Um, uh. And then put yourself in the right competition that is for you. So we find a lot, especially with um, pole theatre and the other competition, people don't read the rules. Like, read the rules, <laughs> read what the criteria is. Like, is this comp for me? Like, we were saying we're going to talk about the comp that I entered, but I entered that comp because I liked those rules and those specific criteria. Mm. I wouldn't go and enter, you know, I wouldn't go and enter, I don't know, I don't know what comps we've got here. I wouldn't go and enter, say, UKPBC because that's way above my level of pole. And I know this, so I'm not <laughs> going to go and do this. But, you know, be realistic of what you can achieve and, you know, start somewhere and start small and then work your way up. That's it, really. That's great advice. So basically, watch, talk, read. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, see Simple. it, say it, sort it. But <laughs> basically. Oh, but, uh, advice. This is advice. That, that's, you know what? That's a really good one. And it sounds really obvious so stupid. But you know what? If you want to do a comp, go and watch one first. But obviously, like... Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, but you know what? Again, like, I'd never, ever done a comp before I went to one. And again, the first one I went to was Sexpo. I mean, let's be real. Going to a Sexpo is just hilarious in itself. I mean, there's a lot of things to look at. (laughs) Like, but obviously not all comps are Sexpos. But, you know, I do really enjoy going to comps now. And I know it sounds horrendous, but I'm like, I'm such a bad watcher. Because I'm like, I get very competitive in my own head and like even if I go to see a musical like and this isn't just pole comps this is just this is even like a film like I'm such a judgmental little git like I'm so annoying like, I, like to watch a pole comp to me is actually quite difficult because I either think that was incredible I need to be better than them uh that was amazing I'm going to steal that idea oh that's that could have been better like I I talked to myself too much so I think this is why I prefer to either be in a comp or comparing it because somehow I'm much more um supportive as someone that's there to be part of the day than actually sit. Like I find it really, um, I don't know, not the word's not stressful. There's so much information that I'm, I'm like eating up when I go to a comp. Like yeah. it's, it's a lot. Like how do you find it when you're there as the organizer? So, Cause you're in such an interesting position. So as the organizer, we get all sides from everyone. And so, <laughs> And I've learned this over the years. This is this is not like I wasn't instantly like this. This is trial and error. Yeah. But when Jade when Jade come on to help with the comps, mm-hmm. I said to her, "You have to remember, as you know, as a competitor, this is the most emotional day of your life." Oh God, it is. And these guys have put so much effort, and I can appreciate that a lot more now. Um, <laughs> these these guys have put like their their heart and soul into this one performance, and if they don't feel that they've got the best out of it or we haven't given them the best platform to do that, then Mm. that's on us. And so, you know, if something goes wrong with the polls or something goes wrong with the music, I'm devastated most of the time and I'm apologising constantly. I'm trying to get it fixed. I'm trying to get it. And things do happen. Of course. Um, But I think it's how you deal with it. And don't get me wrong, in the past, and I'm really sorry to anyone who's listening, it's them there's been times when I've been really like oh whatever just get on with it and that's because that's my stress not that wasn't on them that was on me you know yeah. thinking, oh my god um <laughs> but now as I've got a bit older you know in the 40s now uh, now I've got a bit older a bit more experienced and can kind of appreciate how much time and effort's put into it yeah you know you don't want bad things to happen you want the right results and you know this is why lots of little changes have been happening over the 
and things will keep changing we'll keep developing and when something goes wrong we'll be like right we need to change that we need to do this so yeah, yeah it's just ever evolving for sure Oh, because I'm, I'm going to tell you now a little little taster for next time. In episode two, we're going to talk a lot more about the Elite Pole Championships, which is the new the new one that's coming next year, which is very exciting. But um, yeah, what's the biggest thing that you say then that you've definitely grown into? Because like, you know, you've been doing comps for what, 20 years, is it now, essentially? Like running, no, just yeah. short of 18 years you've been running, but you've been basically involved in it for, for 20. Like, can you... I? I think about this on the first things I've ever choreographed, which for me is already 11 years ago. And I look at myself as a choreographer and think, oh my God, you are such an annoying little git. Like, <laughs> like do, you, do you look back at yourself 18 years and be like, wow, I've grown? <laughs> oh, I mean, I, sometimes, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like, I was very feisty when I was younger. But, <laughs> very feisty. But I always felt, especially... As, as a younger woman, um, you know, I didn't have a particularly amazing upbringing, etc. So I kind of always fought and I always thought that people are against me and, oh my God, they're doing this to get at me and da-da-da-da-da. And, you know, actually a lot of the time it's not the case. So I, I, this is what's quite nice about having Jade with me now because I always kind of did most things on my own. So now mm. it's quite nice that I can be like, babe, can you read this? Like, does she really dislike me or is she just upset you know and so she'll like read and I also have Vanessa who's um works with me for like works with me for time and so I have Ness and I have Jade that I can kind of go to and be like hey girls am I being an idiot or are they or like what's what's the you know because sometimes when you're doing so much and you're it's going to sound a bit weird in control of so much so yeah I've got so many little things that are going on at the same time that I think I just forget (laughs) like I got I got a young lady bless her was really upset with me because I ignored her at a comp and I really didn't mean to it was just I walked past and I was rushing around and then when I found out I rung her and was like I'm really sorry like I'm so sorry I didn't mean to upset you like that's oh no and the next time I gave her a massive hug because when you're running a comp and something's happening and someone's on and the music's going you can't always have that time to like smile and walk around and be nice to everyone you've got to like focus on what you're doing um so now it's nice to have jade because then i can jade will walk around and check everyone's all right and then i'll stress and then i'll check everyone's all right and then she can stress so it's quite it's quite nice it's a good team yeah no you know it's so true though i mean there's it's it's really difficult isn't it when you are in charge of the day like you're trying to be as pleasant as possible but in reality like we ain't got time for that like, <laughs> like i'm busy okay like go and tell your thing i have to admit that my my honestly my first image of you was you're like i hope I d- you don't mind me saying this i was like oh no. my god oh my god that's stacy i'm terrified like <laughs> that's, literally, that's literally it all i knew about you so this is 2019 paul theater uk and um i think Yes, I had just come back from being in, in Asia and all this kind of stuff. So I was super new. I'd only just done UK PPC prior to that. And that was like a whirlwind of like, who the hell is Sophie Duncan? Who is this person? So this was like my next one. And all I knew was that you are the one. I think I want to say it was Lisa Hammond, but it could have been Lorna. I can't remember. But I think it was Lisa, actually. And she, she was like, basically, Stacey runs everything. Um, so if you need something, <laughs> go to Stacey. But just be like, just be nice. And I was like, well, I don't know why I wouldn't be. But okay, cool. And I remember you were, you were very nice. And you were very exactly what I expected on the point. And I think I just said something like, I can't remember what the question was. Like, when is my time to, to go on stage? Or can I go on stage? Because I didn't know that you can basically warm up for a little bit. And you were very straight with me and you must have said something like you can go at this time and then this goes going okay great great okay great okay bye-bye and I was like 
Right. Yep. And I think in those four or seven words, I was like, I know exactly who this person is. She's got a lot to do. And I am not going to upset this person ever, ever. Because <laughs> you were terrifying. But in the way that I like, I have a lot of respect for people that have, they tell you exactly what needs to happen. Read between the lines. Go and do it, please. Like, you're that person. <laughs> I'm just, I'm very to the point. I yes. think just my poor family, bless them. Um, I'm very to the point. I'm very exact. And I don't like to mince my words. So I'm very like, this is what needs to be done. When it needs to be done. Why are you not doing it? Get on and do it, basically. Um, but I've calmed. I have calmed because not everyone takes to that kind of attitude. But and I, I, I was probably a little bit arrogant when I was younger. I was a bit like, you know what, dudes, if you're competing on here, you do my rules. But it doesn't always work like that. So, yeah, I think as a person, I've had to grow a little bit as well. Um, but it's it just is I'm really sorry to anyone I've upset in the past um but you know to be able to run these big comps and be able to have 40 people competing all wanting the same thing you have to be on point and you have to be on the ball because if you're stressing about one person for an hour what about all these other people so yeah I I just think it's you just have to be very precise with it and that's you know if there's a lot of balls juggling all at once so if I drop one hell less loose so we try we try not to no i think i think you do an incredible job i do like i I can see like you and jade like wandering around and again the the more i've done more comps i've sort of like just sort of you know been been capable of being hello and just nice but i can see you guys everywhere it it does blow my mind how these comps run and you know generally speaking at least the ones i've done they've really gone without a hitch considering how many people need to be organized you've not got a team of stage managers like this is not the west end you know what i mean this is like you the compare maybe a couple of uh, good backstage people and that's essentially it like how big is the comp team normally realistically Uh, there's there's jade and myself and then we have uh, the amazing sam who is always oh i love sam oh she's she's, uh, magical so she went to school with my husband. That's how we met. Really? really? Well. <laughs> Not even. Um, so she was amazing. And then we have two pole cleaners. That's it. That's all we have. It's, That's it's a very small team. Unbelievable. To, to do a lot. But um, it works. And it works because everyone knows where they need to be at what time and who that, you know, what needs to be sorted. So I feel like we're, we're getting it down. But things happen. Things happen all the time. Yeah. I mean, at Exotic Generation, Pam and Amy set off. Um, these streamers that went into the lights and obviously the lights get hot so <gasps> Jade and I had to t- put tape around a broom get on stage and try and take the streamers down <laughs> from the lights before they burnt the theatre down we were like oh thanks guys is- didn't say that before <laughs> great um, I mean I think I think my most favourite was um, Pole Theatre Amateur I think maybe t- 2018 and I had an admin assistant, Lucy, and she's great. And I didn't really look at the props. And I walked in and there's a dog there. And I'm like, why is there a dog? I was like, I haven't got a license for a dog. Why, why is this dog here? 
And she's like, oh, yeah, it was agreed on the props. And I was like, I swear I thought it was a teddy. <gasps> anyway, she goes on stage. But before the dog went on, someone had gone on and done a comedy performance and put what's-its everywhere. Oh, so God. So what's-its had flown around. <laughs> so then up next is this dog. And I'm thinking, oh, God, I'm going to get in trouble for not having a licence. This dog goes on. And this poor girl's in a, I think it was a layback, a cross-leg layback, calling this dog. The dog's off eating the what's-its. <gasps> I was just like, oh, God. I work with animals this is the point I mean bless her she did an amazing job but you know when you go no animals ever again (laughs) oh bless that artist oh my god you know what I would love to have my dog on stage but he's he's glorious until he's too like diva and can't be bothered so yeah right don't work with animals all this food which (laughs) can you imagine so the first time I ever saw food on stage was again Paul Theatre UK 2019 and in the um sexy section um um, cream and cake. cream and cake um, everywhere <laughs> oh, it, do you know what it is the bane of my life and it's really funny because everyone now whenever something happens they go Stacey's not going to be happy you <laughs> so know what I've heard that sentence many a time yes many times I just go oh because it's always me that has to clean it up so I have like on my hands and knees and I, I said to Jade last time I'm getting too old for this. I'm, this is supposed to be, you know, what are we doing? Um, but it's worth it. It's, you know, it's worth it to let people do what they want on stage. And oh, absolutely. It's creative. So, yeah, it is, it is good. I'm, I'm pleased that, it, that they can be that creative, for sure. But just not messy, please. Do me a favour. If you're going to enter Paul Theatre, don't be that messy. <laughs> or bring, bring your team to, like, make the stage perfect. <laughs> afterwards no i completely get you i completely get you i've got a really random question i just thought of in this moment like this is a question that i think is really on the top of my head at the moment purely because of the show that i'm currently doing in in berlin where for the entire show i'm completely naked and the show is not in any way sexy it is not it's completely just arty but it's just the director wants it to be naked always that's that's it if you if anyone wants to know florentina holtzinger the show's called a feeler got talent it's bizarre anyway would you ever have a show where complete nudity is absolutely fine? And how do you think that would actually go down to our poll audience? Because I think that's a b- bizarre, interesting question. So, so we did. We did have that. So we had Dance Filthy, where what? you could basically go back down to just to cover up the front. Everything else you could have out as glorious. And, and there's, there was a couple of times people just went down naked. Completely naked in Dance Filthy. Yeah, it's you know it happens, and um, I'm not. I don't care. I think it's the the human body, no matter what size or shape, is a beautiful thing yeah. as far as I'm concerned. And that's I've you know I've always been very pro the human body. So for um, for a show, I'd love to have people up there naked, but that was in a small strip club it yeah. was where nudity was allowed you know because you have to have licenses for these things so of it's course. not that we don't want people it's just that you know we got thrown out of Sheffield University because we put Dance Filthy on there and they said that they didn't they didn't <laughs> think that we had enough clothing on and I was like oh what do you I think mean, this was Dance Filthy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know so I, I, I get it there has to be some line there has to be some draw. I always say to my, especially to my kids, that we live in a very weird little bubble. We're in this pole bubble that we think that everything is acceptable. So if someone walked past me completely naked, I'd be like, oh, you're right, a bit cold for that, you know. <laughs> or it, it, and it would be fine. You wouldn't bat an eyelid. But if you were 
what I call muggle people. Yes, people. I call muggles. They, they would, you know, they wouldn't appreciate it. And they'd be calling the police. Oh my God, there's someone running me down the road, you know, where we're just like, oh, it's another naked person. Oh, someone else has got small shorts. And we do, we live in this really weird bubble that what is acceptable to us yeah. isn't acceptable to other people. So yes is the answer. I'd love to do a full naked show. Let's do it. <laughs> well, do you think you could do it not not in a sexy context, though? Because again, it, the, the no. show that I'm currently in, you, you, do you think you could, even if you got the license, do you think it would just be something that would be completely, like let's say off the top of my head, if someone did a routine that was actually about Adam and Eve, let's say, whatever, and it was purely naked, and it was a beautiful routine. Do you think that actually that would even go down well in pole theatre, for example? To, to the polers, yeah, absolutely. Everyone would be going mad. That's why they love pole. But to the to the outside world, probably not, which is such a shame. It's, it is. Yeah. I, oh, I don't know. Well, well, you're not you're not going I? to get in a, a naked routine from me yet. Well, it depends if you get put the license out there. I was, I was like, are you trying to tell me your next uh, routine here? Do I have you to know what? I've got a lot to think about. We've I think I've got six days to apply for Pole Theatre 2023, and I'm still debating which category. But I'm still debating like if I could be naked. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> it makes me wonder. Them. You were very funny, actually. So a bit of comedy there. You were very, very funny compare. You know what? I, I never told you this, but actually it's quite funny. My, my ambition genuinely is to compete in every single category of pole theatre. That is actually my um, ambition. Um, nice. So I think <laughs> this year, awesome. considering my, my, yeah, my one from last year, I think this might be the only year that I could possibly apply for comedy. So watch this space, guys. It might be oh. happening. We don't know yet. I know. I've got oh, what, that, five days to decide, something like that. Five days. First of December. Oh. Yeah, first of December is closing. I know. I'm excited for this year as well because we've got a lot of changes happening this year from mm. the judging criteria to, well, not the criteria, but the way the judging's done and to the people that are coming in and having adjudicators and so there's a lot more Ooh. to it this year which is going to be very good okay yes. well we'll save that stuff for episode two so before we close up on episode one then i'm going to talk to you about your incredible performance at bipic which i genuinely did not know that was the first time you had ever performed that is wild to me <laughs> thank you it was gorgeous um, it was absolutely gorgeous uh, even even my boyfriend who is still like he i mean he works in in cabaret like you know this world is not new to him but i mean the actual pole world and he had no idea who you were like and and i was like no that's stacy la 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 and he's like wow that was incredible like he uh, thought it was spectacular it was oh my god the fluidity of your stuff like to me you were exactly what i would expect from a fabulous stripper essentially like the 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 way you move and like that fluidity it's not something that i know i would i would i would have to learn how to move like that really even with all the flowy stuff i do because i come from my contemporary background that's to me the quintessential sexy pole that i guess you would tell you were talking to us about like at the beginning of this podcast yeah it's um I, I love contemporary, contemporary dance as well as I, I'm not great at it, but I adore it. Um, <laughs> and I could watch it for hours, but I also love the sensual side of it. And I, I love the slightly cheeky. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what? When Pam brought out the competition, um, 
I was like, oh, do you know, this, this might be a cop that I might actually enter. So I put the video in, not really thinking much of it. Um, and the day I did the video, I'd had like mega strops, like just, <laughs> chucked, chucked, just chucked on an outfit that was in my pole bag and was like, oh, whatever, let's just record it. I'm done with it now. Um, you know, as you do when you get the arm about something. And I recorded it and I got three and I was like, oh, okay, I got three, that's fine. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh shit, yeah. this is what this feels like. <laughs> yeah, now I've got to do it. And, and actually, I was really lucky. I got um, Chloe Anderson, who I think oh, is an absolute low flow queen. Yes, she's um, fabulous. So I started having lessons with her over Zoom um, every other week. And just I just said to Chloe, she was like, why have you done this? And I said, did you know what? The, the new generation don't know that I can poll. They actually just think that I run competitions and run Expo and work for Expo. Like, they don't actually know that I really am passionate about poll. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to prove to people that, like, oh, hi, by the way, I, I can still poll, but I just choose not to. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and I broke everything. Like, I, my shoulder was gone my knees gone I oh, broke my yeah finger. your your finger on the you showed me your your actually how was your mm-hmm. hand because your ring was coming off right it's it, well i had it cut off that night no um, i have to actually have it rebroken because it hasn't fixed properly oh. um hello doggies oh sorry apologies for the dogs <laughs> <laughs> crazy crazy house um so yeah, I I broke my finger in rehearsal, and it was, was swelling and swelling and swelling. So I managed to take my engagement uh, off, and my wedding ring was completely stuck. So that got cut off in the evening. Oh my um, when god! When I went to the hospital, I'd broken it in two places and then chipped the top. So I did it properly, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it still it still hurts now. But you know what? It, it was such a good experience. Yeah. And it was, it definitely made me. It definitely made me rethink a lot of things. And, you know, I kind of said, <laughs> and like I said at the beginning, for, for me, I put everything into that. Like, I turned into a competition beast. I didn't talk to any of my friends. I didn't really? talk to my family. Like, I was horrible. Absolutely. To the point when I walked off stage, my husband went, you're not doing that again, are you, babe? <laughs> like, no, you're all right, hon. Oh, my God. God, that's hilarious. Awful. Oh, wow. And it it just because I just, I wanted to get up stage and I wanted to not make myself look stupid. Of course. I wanted to go on stage and be like, this is me. Whether I win or not, this is what I love doing. So hopefully I did that. I was, you know what, I was really proud of it. I messed up, but I was proud, so it was fine. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, just from a performance perspective, because I obviously this is my, it was a first for both of us because it was my first time comparing as well. So I was just like, I've never watched a a comp from the side of the stage because even when I'm about to go on stage, I am so busy absolutely bricking it that I can't even look at who's on stage like I cannot and like it was so magical to sort of watch you perform from the side and obviously we can't see the the audience but you know when you can actually feel a wall of energy like I could feel yeah. I could even or practically see this like pr- this warm pressure because everyone's like Stacy Snedden is performing. Wait, hold the phone. What? Like, you know, and I think that the whole room was just so excited because I guess it, you, you, you absolutely nailed it. Like most people have never seen you perform. And I guess, you know, and most people haven't been taught by you because unless they live near you and go to your studio, then actually we've never seen you do it. You are the woman with the clipboard. Uh, yeah, <laughs> don't know what yeah. to do. Like, 
And it's, I think that is the point now. I think that so many people see me running around doing the business side of stuff that actually a lot of people don't know that I adore pole. Like pole yes. is, you know, like you say, I'm, I'm so passionate about our industry and I'm so passionate about pole. And like <laughs> Jade and I are so competitive, not with pole because she's way better than I am, but <laughs> like we, we're so competitive with stuff. And we always joke when I came second, I was like, oh, second like you, Jade. She's like, oh, whatever, I'm going to go win there. You know, <laughs> so it just, it's really funny. And it's, um, and, and that's the thing, it's, it's nice to, for people to go, oh, do you know what? Oh, yes, you can. And I think it gives that not so much respect because I'm not asking for respect, but I just no. wanted people to realise that actually I do know what I'm talking about. Like I'm, I do know pole. I, I yeah. share that love of it, you know? Yeah, to give people a different side, because again, and it's one of these yeah. things. Like, so we, we're going to mention a little bit about it. Like your your body is a completely different body, and it's the kind of body that I want to see on a pole as well. Like again, a lot of people that I know that want to do pole, the first thing they'd say to me is like, "I'm not strong enough. Like I don't have the arms for it." Like you, and I'm like, I didn't have the arms either. Like what yeah. is super interesting to me, and I'm sure you can talk more about it. Is like your body develops doing pole into something that you cannot train anywhere else it i haven't worn a jean jacket for 20 years isn't that annoying <laughs> <laughs> i just can't fit in them my shoulders are too big <laughs> do, it, oh. do you know what i mean though like i um like when i just moved house recently um one of my best friends like uh, he sat and we did a they did the whole catwalk of like right we're gonna get through your cupboard and we're gonna throw out anything that just doesn't fit you anymore and there's some gorgeous things in there that you know maybe four years ago because in terms of my actual body it's not really changed i've not really changed shape that much my shoulders though what the actual what is this cube what is this shelf i've got because i've got so many beautiful dresses and i just look like i don't even know i look like a potato in just like i don't know like a sack because it's just like my shoulders do not make these dresses look pretty anymore. Like, I love my shoulders, but there's only certain shapes we can wear now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I've, I've always been plus size. I, you know, I was never slim or tiny when I was younger. I was always a bit bigger. Um, and, you know, I've had to go through this in the industry. And we did go through a whole phase of that it was always skinny skinny girls that get recognised, skinny girls. And I think that's why I never kind of put myself out there competition wise that's why I kind of mm. always kept myself like into the background because I knew I was good at that um but yeah I think that the industry especially now you know you've got people like being the jet who is just amazing oh god gorgeous, yes oh. gorgeous performer um and I think it's lovely that there's more people coming out of their shell like that are, are slightly bigger um and and you know, just Ella Eyre as well, stunning, stunning mm. performer, yeah. but a large lady. And, and and that's okay because we all move in different ways. It doesn't mean that we move any worse or any better. It just means that potentially we can't do the crazy hard tricks, but that's okay. It's just a different type of pole. Um, so that's the one thing that's really nice now, I think, at the moment, is that people are getting more accepted, um, more accepted for that you know more accepted that you can be bigger you can be slimmer you can be taller you can be shorter you can wear heels you can't um but for me i love that because i love i love it when i see a plus size on there and they're absolutely smashing it and i'm like yes go on because i also know how much harder it is with extra weight like i've got boobs i've got a belly 
and I'm, uh, you know, and I've, I've got pole dancer shoulders and it's hard. It's really hard and it's exhausting. Boobs, belly and pole dancer shoulders. Love yeah. that. That's the name of my new album. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, look, if I want to be in the Olympics or if I want to be a pro polar, then yes, I probably do have to lose some weight, but I don't want to. I like chocolate and wine too much. Um, and I'm not prepared to sacrifice my body so I don't that's no. really it no and it's definitely about like the, like I said like it's about the right comp for you like there's still plenty of comps for well there's comps for every single body obviously but like there's yeah. there is something to me that is just very specifically which I will never have I do not have big old boobs and I do not have a big ass at all and I don't really have a belly so like the way that you move is so specific and so interesting like you've literally got more to do because you've got more of it to play with like you know you can't we can't move the same and I think the same for people like one thing that I noticed actually from when I started polling is um you know when I'm doing ballet training so this so I've I've seldom go to ballet class anymore but I look in the mirror and I actually genuinely have to do slightly different things with my arms now when it comes to like the grace that comes with ballet because obviously my arm is not a ballet arm it's not a skinny skinny ballet arm because those arms go forever they just go you know to the end of the universe like the way that your body frames the movement or the story you're telling you've got not everyone has the same body and I say this to anyone I'm making choreography with and I imagine you must say similar things to some of the people that you teach like I can't make anyone look like me and I never, ever want them to look like me. Not because I'm so precious that I think I'm so great. It's because <laughs> you cannot look like me. You don't have my frame. And it would be no, the same. you have to be you. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's no way I could move like you in a million years because I just can't, you know? Like, you develop your choreography and the way you move because of the, the frame and the body that you have. And I think that's I mean, magical. I'm not going to lie. I did try a good old table a bit of table contemporary after your ah, yes didn't go too well i didn't look like you that's for sure <laughs> well there was wine on the table though so there was something for everyone really <laughs> yeah uh, see that that would just be drinking i mean but it's the same you know it's the same for you as well it's at, at the end of the day you know everyone brings something to the deck literally brings something to the table <laughs> <laughs> everyone brings something to the industry and that and that's again that's why I love it because everyone can be different you know I remember seeing you for the first time just being like who is this who is this like where has she come from first off oh my god go away you're really good (laughs) and then you know but second it's just been so nice to also watch you progress through the comps as well and you've you've like change your style a little bit and I remember the online one we did together you remember the oh we like yeah and so it's cool because everyone can yeah everyone can just bring a slightly different flavor to the to the industry which can only make things better for sure yeah um, yeah I know I, I, I genuinely adore this industry for that because it's the one thing that this industry does give me which actually my my actual career doesn't so much because I I have to be controlled by whatever the production is asking me to do like you know I'm currently doing aerial pole in Berlin but that that act although it was my act it's still been designed to fit in this particular show whereas with pole theater and stuff like it's it's so exciting to think ooh, okay what am I going to do this year and I can do anything anything in the world and that's so special and I really hope that anyone that's considering doing comps is like don't worry about the comp just just honestly go and think of something you want to tell a story about because it's just so 
There's really not a lot of other worlds that we live in that we can do that in, actually. No. And, and it was funny because obviously last year I met you, I think you were, you were against Vanessa? No, uh, you didn't uh, Yes. Yeah, I don't she think... She was in drama. Yes, she was drama and drama. I did art, yeah. So she, Vanessa, wanted to do this story about our granddad for, for years and she'd been talking about it for years and years and years. And I was like, hey, like, bring it to the stage. If this is what you want to do, bring this story, like this is the place for it. Like, don't worry about winning. Although, you know, secretly we all want to win. Of course. Uh, but don't worry, don't worry about winning. Just go and tell the story. And she did this. I think we were all crying at one point. <laughs> and this, you know, her, this story about her granddad and her nan and that he, you know, she thought he was dead and he'd missed the ship and all this kind of stuff. And we were, we were all oh, sobbing God. horrifically. Um, and, and she was great and she loved it. And she was like, oh, it's just so nice to be able to get that story out there and be able to tell people, you know, this is my family story. So, that, I mean, that's, whether it's pole theatre or it's another comp, I think that's what's nice about competitions. Like the piece that I did for Bipic wasn't, I didn't want a theme. I didn't want a story. I just wanted to dance. And that's yeah. what I did. So that was it. So I think you just, again, with a bit of advice of depending what you want to do, think about what you want to do first. Like, do I want to tell a story? Do I want to dance? Do I want to do this? Do I? And then that's kind of your angle when you do it. Amazing. Exactly. Right. That is a fabulous place to stop in this episode one. In episode two, we're going to get into the nitty gritty of your brand new championship. But otherwise, thank you so much, Stacey, for this episode one. It has been Honestly, possibly the most passionate one we've had so far. Just so lovely. I've been smiling the whole way. Thank you. Thank you for having us. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll see you next time. If you're loving what you've been hearing in the Public Showering Podcast, you have to experience Sadasi. www.soduncan.com slash Sadasi. It's the online community that is everything you've been hearing in public showering, plus so much more. It's where you can get one-to-one help bringing all these ideas to your own work. It's where you can learn new creative coaching tools not shared on the podcast that will blow your mind even more. And it's where you can hang out and chat with other Sadasi members just like you and help each other unlock your creative potential. It's fun, it's chill, and I'm there for you when you need that little bit of extra support. So come join us at www.soduncan.com slash It's been a pleasure to have you with me today. I'll see you there. Love you, bye-bye.